Last week we heard John recounting the story of the doubting Thomas, both Easter Sunday night and then the following week when Thomas returned to the upper room. Now we go back to that first Easter night, according to Luke's account. Right after the two had come back from Emmaus, meeting Jesus on the way, recognizing him in the breaking of the bread. And now Luke continues back in the upper room with Jesus appearing again to the apostles there with the two features that are seen in most every one of the resurrection accounts. First, the message of peace. Peace be with you. And secondly, showing, as he did last week, his glorious wounds, those wounds that unify us all, and he invites us in to share whatever the struggles of our life are. But then in this account, Luke has this interesting phrase that struck me. It says that while they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed, I had to look up a couple other translations. In other places it says that they disbelieved for joy. Or in an old translation, while they yet believed not and wondered for joy. I'll put it in a more modern phrase. While it still seemed just too good to be true. Jesus was there in their midst. He had said, peace be with you. He told them that he was not a ghost. He showed them his hands and his feet. But it seemed too good to be true. I sure hope that each of you have had an experience like this in your own faith life. Just that little moment of ecstatic joy. I'm sure you've seen it, at least in, in other walks of life. If you're a, a fan of the um, Got Talent shows, America or Britain or whoever else has talent, they've got that feature of the golden buzzer. You know, the judges are there, and if an act just strikes them, they, they, one of the judges slaps the golden buzzer, and this performer goes to the finals or something like that. And I don't actually watch the show, but I watch some of those highlights because I just love seeing the reaction. Yes, I've been chosen. Amazing, there's confetti. And... Or the times people have shared with me a, a video of of someone who is hearing for the first time because modern technology and medicine, someone who had never heard before now, and they catch it on film, is hearing for the first time. And the, the look on their face, sensory overload almost, but ecstatic joy. Or a little more immediate perhaps, just a couple weeks ago, right? How many children woke up? to see a, a basket full of candy and that look on their face. This is amazing, what I've always wanted. A basket of candy for breakfast. It's so great. That little sugar high of life. Never a bad thing, but also something that doesn't endure, right? For surely, the, even the golden buzzer winners have to perform again. The person that can finally hear sometimes will hear something that they don't want to hear, and eventually they've got to eat 
the eggs and toast. You can't just have jelly beans and chocolate. It doesn't endure. As good as the high is. So Jesus, aware of that, takes it right down to the basics. They're incredulous for joy. And what does he do? Do you have anything to eat? It sounds like just about any one of us, especially in our teenage years, right? Show up, been a big day, what have we got to eat? Not that the glorified body needs food, but to show that, yes, this is the body, just raised to a higher level. It comes right into all the practical implications of life. Jesus then goes on to speak of the fulfillment of the prophets and the Psalms, of all that was said of him, that he would die on, on the third day, rise again, and then we would be witnesses of these things. Witnesses. Don't hear that like uh, in legal terms. Witnesses in church terms always reminds us that it comes from the same root as the word martyr. Someone who witnesses is someone who's willing to lay down his life for what he has seen and believed. Peter lays it out there very clearly in our first reading in the Acts of the Apostles. He's not pulling any punches, is he? The author of life you put to death. Oh, that's not the sort of thing you say if you just want to stay in that sugar high of life. No, that's coming right down into the nitty-gritty there, folks. But always with the hope that, yes, that author of life rose again from the dead. Have you gotten to see any of the chosen, the, the, the new, I'd say TV series, but it's not on TV anymore, the online series of the life of Jesus and, the, and his apostles? This week's episode showed just how ugly it can get, even right there within the church. Gathered around a campfire was the apostles and Mary of Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and divisions are being manifest. In particular, Matthew, the tax collector, seems to be going head-to-head with Peter, the fisherman. Peter wants an apology. Andrew's got Peter's back. Thomas has Matthew's. Their division is rising to a head. They're even standing. And then what happens? Jesus walks back in. He had just been spending the entire day Healing people. And it was practically exhausting. We show him in this program just hunched over with exhaustion, unable to even get his, his sandals off his feet. And that just quiets everybody else. The divisions were for good reasons. Andrew said it well. There is a reason why Peter's being a jerk to you, Matthew. But in the light of what Christ does, in the light of who Christ is, some would say it's too good to be true. Because those divisions are still there, and the divisions are still here. This whole Christ being the source of unity for life, now that's just too good to be true. Except I saw it. Not just on the TV show about Jesus, and not just on the YouTubes, but I saw it on Tuesday. Best news of the whole week. A young man from town asked to be baptized. He was meeting with me for a while, marriage prep and 
introduction stuff to the faith. It was just me and his fiance and himself sitting there Tuesday evening. And her look, even with masked face, I could tell as he asked, had the look of, this is too good to be true. This is what she always had hoped for. But she had to ask, are, are you doing this for me? Or are you sure this is what you really want? To his credit, he said it with some jest. He said, honey, I'm, I'm kind of selfish. I don't always just think of you. And he knows, and she does as well, that there's implications. There's going to be struggles. This is not always going to be that sugar high of the faith life. But for right now, I got to see somebody who was incredulous for joy. For he is risen. Hallelujah.